Dave, you're up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble uh, staying asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it's a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's been keeping you up at night. Whatever's got you, uh, if it's thinking... You know, just moving, partners moving, snoring, feelings, something that happened today, something that happened 30 years ago, or something you're thinking about in the future, or all of the above. I'm going to try to help you out. I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to send also, along with it, my intention to try to help you fall asleep. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones. I'm going to mix up my metaphor. I'm going to use scrambled metaphors, actually. I don't just mix my metaphors. I scramble them. And unscrambled word scrambles, which is what a scrambled metaphor is. You see how hard it is even to make it? I see. I remember one time they said, could you unscramble these metaphors? This was when I, like, uh... I had, you know, one, every once in a while, the podcast crosses over to one of those normal universes. I don't know if you watch any superhero, you know, any of those shows where they cross over. And I think they call it the efficiency universe. And they said, they said, welcome to the efficiency universe. And they said, can you, I don't think you can do a double take or this was a quadruple take on a podcast. But it goes, wait, 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 what, what, I'm sorry, efficiency universe. And they said, yeah, yeah, can you, you, they said, you're welcome to stay here and you'll be, you'll, you'll you know, in this universe, you're going to be super efficient. And I, you, you should have heard me, you know, you, you know, my heart is not, it was so, I've never been more filled with joy. So I said, are you sure this isn't the joy universe? Because uh, I couldn't stop laughing. They said, what are you laughing at? I said, could you say that again? I'm going to be, and they said, you won't believe how efficient you are. In this universe, all your, as soon as we uns, unscramble these metaphors, and they said, wait a second, are these scrambled metaphors? They, they said, well, actually, you can't stay. I said, I know. I, that, I should, that's why I was laughing. I thought it was uh, ridiculous. And I said, it's for the best. I would just, uh, you know, I don't want to crush anymore. I've, I've, been, I've, I've got enough universe uh, irrecoverable. He said, how do you say that word? And then they said, well, that's not what we do here. They, they said, just shorten it down and find an alternative word with another meaning. And I said, permanently damaged. And they said, and then we shook hands. And I think that was, she, she was the, uh, she had a sash on. So I don't think an efficiency universe has, probably they do though, a dictator. Are dictators more efficient than royalty? I mean, they definitely don't have whatever, what do we have, a pseudo-democracy? What do, what do you call that? that we have? Oligarchy. Oh, yeah, that's right. Thank you. You're so, fi- I, I, I got to get back to the podcast. It's been lovely visiting you. But, yeah, so this podcast is not, it's not efficient at uh, getting points across. And it's not even, because fi- I guess that word efficiency, it can be a frightening word. I don't know if anybody else is having a mild reaction to it or more. Uh, luckily I have, it has a dual meaning to me. So, so maybe I could, so this is kind of, this will be a point, this will be, this isn't a mixed metaphor. Or I, I honestly don't even know what the hell a mixed metaphor is. I know what a scrambled metaphor is. Cause I, I mean, I, <laughs> so tell me if this is a mixed metaphor. Okay. Actually I can't cause I, I'm distracted. So, so I'm going to go on a tangent. I guess I was trying to get that cause I like that, how that sounds scrambled metaphor. 
But so let me take it. So this is how a podcast works. I'm going to try to take your mind off of stuff. But you'll soon realize you say, well, he kind of, he's kind of droning on and on there. And yeah, I'm just trying to help you take your mind off so you can listen to me instead of engaging whatever the narrative is within your mind, your body, or your feelings that's going to, you know, try to keep you up at night. So, so almost like I'm holding your hand as we cross over the threshold from wake to sleep. Uh, but it, uh, yeah, so the word efficiency has two meanings for me. There's a word, you know, around uh, the David Allen esque word about getting things done. And I think they have a little productivity, they call it nowadays. They say, well, uh, but productivity, that's the, uh, like, holistic, that, that's what they'd say. Oh, it's the holistic version of efficiency. Well, let me lay this meaning on, because I was just in Syracuse, New York, briefly. And I, I, I happened to get to peek at these two large apartment buildings I used to be a cleaner in. I think that was my title. Summer help, that was my title, even in the winter. I think it was called summer help. But I had a lot of jobs there, cleaning, mowing, washing, vacuuming, you know, different forms of cleaning. I think they, they, the people running that place were smart enough not to let me do very much painting. I don't know if I, I was able to do scraping, which I hated, scraping paint, weed whacking, uh, Mopping, oh my gosh, the mopping, but never any waxing. They they knew again that wet, and they were right. Waxing's not it's beyond my capabilities. I think they tried to teach me once. This nice man, I think this nice guy Rick tried to teach me how to, but I said I couldn't do it. But one of the words I think of, despite this myriad of experiences I had there. Endless podcast episodes, we we could be, but it was so boring, it couldn't even be on the podcast, because uh, I think I developed a rigor to withdraw from, from the world and into my mind there when I'm mopping 35 floors, you know, or sweeping the, uh, the, the, the stairwells and stuff. But they had different kinds of apartments there, and one type of apartment they called an efficiency apartment, which I think was a studio apartment. I think they just called it an efficiency, uh, which I said, geez, which would you rather, which which is less depressing, efficiency or studio? I said, well, let me see, let me get in there and look. And then you look and you say, well, geez, it doesn't matter. And I say, yeah, I guess the studio... Studio, you know, for a podcast, you say, yeah, yeah, I got myself a studio. I live there, and I cook there, and I unwind there. Don't record the podcast there because it's too much of an echo, but, yeah, I got myself a studio. Uh, but anyway, this isn't a joke, but it's that, uh, but it's, it's that meaning of that word. Of, every time I hear the word efficiency, I think about those apartments, and then I think about cleaning them. Because uh, when someone would move out, that would be one of the main jobs we'd see on the board. There was a board, and it would say, oh, these efficiency apartments have been, you know, they need to be cleaned. And I think they would be cleaned, and there's a couple layers of cleaning, but then then they'd be painted. And sometimes they would be painted, and then they'd be cleaned. But it, it always made me think that's what an efficiency, when I hear the word efficiency, you know, either I hear that thing and I say, I, I guess I don't, like, efficient... Yeah, I don't know. So, so this is a podcast here. This that was probably one of my most boring tangents, and not even scrambling of a metaphor because they said, because uh, they just didn't even. But so yeah, wow, boy, like so. If you, but think about it. Like uh, every time you hear that word now, just picture me with a little spray bottle, 
Usually I prefer to clean, uh, we divided, if there was two of us, we would, uh, the efficiencies were a little bit easier to clean. Uh, so the three part, we divided up usually kitchen or bathroom. And I think if you got the bathroom, then you had to clean the stove, uh, the oven, because the cabinets are really hard to clean. And then, the, and I preferred, I guess I preferred cabinets, I guess. I, I don't really remember cleaning a lot of bathrooms. I, I mean, of vacated apartments. My job in the morning was to clean the uh, lobby restrooms. That was part of my morning work. Uh, but So I would just scrub the cabinets inside and out, and that was a lot of work. Uh, a green scrubby, it, it will clean anything, though, just so you know, with, with the right... So so sometimes I can just drop some serious boring tangents on there. So anything, anytime, I guess, this is like a, I guess sometimes I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to empower people. And I guess it's a new form of empowerment because it's like a low powerment. You see, Wiki Scooter's going on his empower, well, he wants to call it the empowerment tour, but it, low powerment tour because depowerment. And it's like, yeah, no, it's low power, man. Like, not quite sleep mode, but we're getting close. Or the empowerment tour, sleep mode. Yeah, see, that's not really. But so if you hear the word efficiency, like at night, I guess this is a scrambled metaphor. It scrambled the hell out of this one. Actually, I guess this is how the podcast works. You lay down a bed and you get words like efficiency in your head. And then they take on all sorts of emotional entanglements and you start having all these feelings and they say you're never going to fall asleep because you're not efficient enough with your daytime uh, or, or, or whatever. And I guess this might be the first actionable thing. That's why it's in, it, kind of a form of low powerment. Soft power, low powerment. Soft, low powerment. Scooter's big on the soft power. He still doesn't know what it means, but he loves saying it. I was quoting someone there, an imaginary person, not talking about myself in the third person, just to clarify. You know, it's way more normal. So you see, you know. Anyway, I get distracted. So if that word efficiency, this is how the podcast works, and it's an actionable step. Just start picturing me scrubbing at a cabinet real slow and daydreaming, because that's what I did for like three summers and three winters in between going to school, scrubbing, scrubbing away. And I, I guess that was like, uh, I'm sure I was, big, I mean, maybe I was thinking about someone I had a crush on, but otherwise I was probably, who knows what I was doing, probably boiling in some resentments too, but mostly I was drifting off. So yeah, that was like the, uh, that was like the most boring Big Bang there ever was. That was the Big Bang of the podcast over a long, boring time. So if you hear the word efficiency, just picture not very. I'm in an efficiency, somewhat efficiently scrubbing slowly at a cabinet and, and daydreaming. And that's kind of what the podcast is, but it's just me talking and trying to take your attention. But you say, well, I don't really need to listen to this guy. Now, if it's your first few times here, try it. Try to show out a couple of times. I hope it works for you. It doesn't work for everybody. You don't have to fall asleep. This isn't a sleep solution. It's kind of like a sleep offering. You turn it on. You listen to it. Maybe you drift off. You don't need to listen. You don't need to really remember much. At the same time, if you can't fall asleep, you're under no pressure to do so. I'll be here slowly scrubbing away at, at, at any doubt about a. Uh, 
the scooter, uh, okay, scrubbed away at any doubts you had about scooters, uh, you know what I mean. So, you know, I'll be here the whole time trying to be mildly entertaining, mildly amusing, and keep you company in the dark, uh, and keep you company in the deep dark night. So I'm glad you're here. I really appreciate you stopping by because I know the skepticism. Well, one, if you listen to this, you say that's a different level of skepticism than when you first heard about the podcast. You say, I'm a sleep podcast, eh? Well, those are a dime a dozen, you know, or whatever. But yeah, this one's a little different. So give it a couple shots. I hope it helps you out. And I appreciate your time. And I really hope I really yearn to help you fall asleep. All right, housekeeping. Well, web www.sleepmoonpodcast.com. Older episodes are there. You can comment on the website. You can email me feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can get me on Twitter at Dearest Scooter on Facebook, Sleep With Me, or on Facebook, Sleep With Me Podcast. I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful, who edited this episode and did the music, the music. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer on our honor, on our artwork. I want to thank Jonathan Mann on the lullabies. We've got a Facebook group, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash nods, N-O-D-S. I want to thank Alexandra, Laura, Lie to Lie, Rachel L to the G, Jennifer B, Julie C, who moderate over there. And they do a wonderful job. And whatever you can afford to support the show on a monthly basis, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash patron. And here we go. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Get Best. So it's a tale of Richard Warren Sears and James Cash Penny's Escape from Purgatory and Return to Earth in a quest originally for vengeance against Jeff Bissell's founder of Amazon.com, who they felt ruined their retail empires. Uh, in season one, they went in a quest for vengeance, and then it turned out to be a quest for friendship, which turned out to be a quest to uh, kind of save... I don't know if they ever tried to save hell... But they got mixed up in some hell-based stuff. Uh, because of their antics, maybe, it maybe recalls vague, hell's destroyed. It was de-existed, which is, that that's it. Like, just like it sounds, you de-existed. For, it's permanent. You know, it does not wash out. Uh, so, what they say? Well, geez, we probably still need it. So they started Hell 2.0. And they were very ambitious. Three go-getters, clearly. And then they said, you know, what's going to be good? For, you know, hell is there for humanity, was their theory. And they said, well, let's go send all these. Don't don't do, we want hell to help humanity even more? Uh, so they, they emptied hell out, and they sent everyone from hell to earth to, like, help earth people. Humans, I guess that's what we call ourselves. You know, stay on the straight and narrow. Kind of like a guardian angel. You know, but someone was that was sentenced to internal, inter, eternal damnation. And despite their good intentions, it, it didn't work out great. Crashed the uh, majority of population of Earth. Only solution was to de-exist as many of the, you know, just a lot of big, big trouble. So they de-existed most to, to save Earth. Or just to, I don't know, to clean up, they de-existed almost everything, which was already kind of destroyed anyway. It didn't go great. Uh, but somehow this one uh, vestige of humanity hung on, and they formed this wonderful near-utopia, which was named after Bissos, Jeff Bissos, Jeff Bissos, uh, Bissos it was called. And we're talking, you know, the time frame here is pretty expanded. 
Now, at the same time, our heroes, in, you know, quote quotes, uh, Richard Warren Sears, James Cash Penny, and Jeff Bissell's, they were still running hell, uh, but without any resident, most of the residents of hell are gone. Most of humanity's gone. Uh, remnants of humanity are either just uh, struggling for survival or living in a near utopia. That uh, kind of renders hell obsolete, and that's what heaven was thinking. Now, before anybody has a f- faith freak out, faith crisis, you know, uh, Almighty, uh, the, the the supreme ser- superior, supreme spiritual being, is on sabbatical or beings, you know, however you define it, on sabbatical. So that clears right, all that right up. And if you, you see, if you're stumbling, you say, "Well, Jesus, in the, the seventh day." It happened once. If it was only for a day, this time for an unspecified period, sabbatical. And you might say, well, why sabbatical? Why not vacation? Sabbatical sounds more mature, you know, more supreme, you know. Or, you know, geez, well, you could do like like one of those uh, architecture of uh, Northern Europe or something. You know, great. But anyway, I can't get into that. Uh, so they said, okay, so there's a council of angels or something. Again, I stay out of heaven, you know, but but um, bum But they said, hey, let's just de-exist hell then, or hell 2.0, because we don't need you. Uh, it turns out as season two progressed, the angel said, you know, why don't we just de-exist Earth? And again, this is a borderline. I don't know. They, I think the angels are confident, or do they know that there's other... Uh, I don't know if there's other uh, humanity, like uh, whatever, Homo sapiens, and also all the all the other lovely creatures uh, that that inhabit this earth. But the angel said, "Well, we got enough other, uh, you know, great viable living planets. You know, let's just de-exist that one, and we'll deal with the consequences." Because I think they're thinking of the supreme superior, the that they that person sees Earth. They're going to flip, you know, so they say, we'll just get rid of the evidence. Like a cover-up, I guess, yeah. So Rich Warren seems as James Cashpenny have returned. Originally, they returned to Earth, to Bessos, to save hell from getting de-existed. But now they found out the angels are just going to de-exist all of it. So those are our heroes, or those are the heroes <laughs> I've, I'm responsible for creating. Hero, I guess hero is a strong word. And so they're at Bessos, uh, uh, ultra-modern, near-utopia. Why call it near-utopia? Hedging my bets, you know, hedging my bets. I know people, um, not any people that have been in the near-utopia, but just in case, you know. Uh, so, wow, I thought I would get to the point. So Rich Warren Sears and James Cashpenny are there. Trying to save now hell and earth. Uh, but, you know, you could listen to old episodes. So far, they're putting on a play uh, about uh, called A Case for Sin. You know, kind of say, hey, sin's so great. Let's do it, man. Uh, or something like that. And also, they said, well, geez, let's not de-exist Earth yet. They said, oh, they said the play is going to be so great, we think God's going to come to the play. So they had Jif lie to the angels. I'm not sure how that went, because that just happened last episode. 
So I think they're trying to trick the angels and buy time. Try to convince these earthly people to start sinning. So then they say, well, okay, let's keep earth and hell. We got some sinners. And then I say, okay, then it's definitely a near utopia. Wow. So that's it. Uh, last episode, yeah, they went to lie to the angels to buy some time. And I think everything else, will, you know, it, it'll make sense. Just two best friends out, I guess, uh, doing the best they can, which is to destroy hell twice, uh, crash the population of Earth, and then, you know, set Earth up for uh, the existence. All right, so you're welcome to another episode of Get Bessos. Uh, yeah. Well, hi, everyone. It's me, the narrator here. It looks like I'm looking over my notes here. My role has been reduced this evening. But uh, that's fine. That's fine. It's uh, so I'm saying, geez, do I need to be on better behavior? But uh, so last week we had, oh, it's not my role to say last week. But you say, well, where are we? Let me do some placemaking. I think that is my role. Because if you're disoriented, you say, weren't we in hell 2.0? In heaven, a place called Little Slice of Heaven or something, a little nightclub. Uh, but we're there no more. Right now we're walking down a hall with Richard Warren Sears and James Cashpenny. Walking down a hall... Oh, from a train station. Oh, this looks familiar. This is the, uh... Oh, they're going to the train station. They think it's maybe the same train they've ridden before, because they see it. And they say that looks exactly like the train. What do they call it? The, the uh... It was that ride at Wedway People... Jifway People Mover or something. I, uh, this is not in my notes, so I can't be taken for blame for this. But it says, oh, the same car, the same train. So they're walking to the train. Let's join them as they talk. Yeah, but you, Richie, I don't understand why we've got to go to the quarantine. Because we, uh, like, uh, here, you go ahead and get on the train in front of me. All right, thank you, James. Thank you. Uh, we need to go to quarantine because it's the best. Think, think of all the thinking we got done there, buddy. Well, I thought you were writing the play in the uh, courthouse. Uh, the courthouse seemed like a good spot because we had all... Don't you have all your notes for the play there? What are you going to do? Uh, buddy, uh, buddy, uh, it's going to be fine. I have uh, everything, all the play. The play is writing itself, James. And we're going to... Believe it or not, this is all uh, synergistic, as uh, Jif and that idiot Disney would say. Uh, didn't Jif say that Walt Disney did not invent syn synergy? I, I don't I don't have time for that. Uh, we're going to the quarantine because uh, oh, train's moving. Okay. Uh, you know we're going to the quarantine train. Okay. Did, did the train answer us last time, James? No, there was people coming in on the PA. But they said I was going to go on the entertainment shows. Remember, I was trying to set up to go on and get interviewed. Uh, James, how are you going to go on those shows? Without uh, knowing what you're going to say, we need to prepare ideas for this day of cho lack of choice where you don't choose yes or no, uh, where you don't choose to participate or not participate. And then they, like they said, they have to prepare the logistics. But they said that people want it to happen right away. 
Right, James, but a, but a practice one. Uh, you know, their first year, not every because they can't give everybody the day off. Yeah, but uh, I just don't know. It's just, I feel like we're, we're, we're here, buddy. Okay, because I was going to say, I feel like we're wasting time. Well, no, you're wasting time. Let's get off the train. We go up here and into the quarantine. And then plus, we'll have privacy and we'll be able to do some brainstorming. Come on up the stairs, right into the quarantine. And there is my friend Mary Lou. I think, isn't her name Mary Beth, R.W.? Oh, Mary Lou. Hello, hello. And our good friend Malik is here. Hello, Malik. Did you two come together? Uh, no, 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 we did not. Oh, that's good. And what have you two been uh, uh, discussing? Oh, I just got here. Oh, that's great, Malik. Good, good to see. Uh, so, uh, James, uh, Malik, and uh, Mary Lou are here to help us. And what better way to plan a day uh, of quarantine? That's what we're going to call it, James. Uh, please sit at the table. Well, Richie, why are you walking around like you're giving a speech? Uh, because I'm making a point, which is we're going to call this a day uh, uh, something, a day of quarantine. A uh, Actually, he's per- per- uh, Mr. Penny, he's performing. Uh, uh, th- thanks, Mary Lou. Uh, a quarantine from choice. Uh, I think I think that's a quarantine. A day of. Uh, any, anyone have any other ideas on the day? The name of the day. Hey, Richie, I think it doesn't really matter. Quarantine from choice. You could call it that. That's fine. But don't we just have to kind of? Uh, you know, I like Malik, Mary Lou. It's good you're here, but hey, can you need me and Richie? We were used to, you know, doing. Okay, James, James, sit down. You have all the paper here, so everyone has some paper. I thank you, Mary Lou, for preparing all this. All the preparations are are made that we were talking about. Oh yes, totally. Okay, thank you. So everyone, take pick up your pencil and let's just start to think of some activities we're going to do on this day. You know, it's supposed to be, is it a day of leisure? You could put that question. Is it a day of leisure question mark? Uh, James, I see you trying to ask a question by your body body movements. Uh, is it a day for questioning? I don't know. Question mark. Is it a day for questioning? Question mark. I guess for some people it will be. You're right, James. Good, good. This is this is it. We're really blue skying it here. Uh... So, yes, Malik, I see, I saw, I saw the way your shoulder moved. I will see. I, it was a titan of industry, you know. Oh, is he's acting, too. Yes, Mary Lou, I'm acting, of course. It's Richard Warren Sears. Uh, so, Malik, I will get to you next. But, James, let's, let's flush out this idea. I think I lost my chain of thought, though. Uh, is it a day for questioning? Yes, so we'll have to, that's it. We'll need some uh, activities so that people can contextualize their questions about choice. And how are they going to put it in choice? I mean, I think maybe a society-wide viewing of a play might be a good, yes, maybe a good clapping. If there was a mandatory viewing of a play about choice, uh, 
then people would be, and then we could have discussion. Now, James, you're good at that kind of thing. Discussion questions about a case for sin. Okay, let me repeat that, James, because you could write this. Uh, discussion questions. Disc- discussion questions, James. Yep. About a case for sin. And I would underline that because then there'll be a list or numbers uh, that you could come up with this. That's this since the time, though. Okay, so first thing is uh, the play. Maybe we should prepare the play. And I think, uh, Malik, what would you, you had a question earlier. I, I noticed that. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I guess I'm just wondering, you're, you're, you're thinking about uh, the choice and why and, and people choosing to be a part of society or not choosing or taking a day away from thinking about the constant choice to help uh, remain a, a member of our our, our, our our city here, Fessos, and to contribute or to say, hey, I didn't contribute or I made a mistake today, and to make that right. But I think you're you're not thinking about the the why do people choose. You're just saying, hey, take a break from choosing. Oh, no, Malik, I, I, I love you. You are, I mean, I love your ideas, Malik, uh, because that's what a case for sin is all about, my friend. Maybe I will let you read uh, one of my drafts. Uh, for a case of sin is about why, I don't know, maybe it is about choosing, because it's about a new, more nuanced way of choice and a good case for it and against it. Okay, so... So, okay, uh, you have such energy, young man. And I think what you're trying to say, James, are you, and Malik, maybe you should write this down as well as I stand up and walk around here. Richie, why do you keep looking at yourself in the mirror? It's it's distracting to me. Uh, James, because you need to focus on your paper. It helps me to think. And I'm practicing. This is rehearsal in some sense. It is a self-indulgence. You're right, James. It is self-indulgent for the play. But we need, as Malik pointed out, James, we need some sort of activity, a morning activity, a vigorous activities to uh, help relax and uh, palpitate and expunge the body of adrenaline uh, so that people are uh, alert but also rested at the same. Do you have coffee here, right, Malik, or something stimulant, a legal stimulant? Uh, yeah, we have coffee. Okay, so we'll need coffee for all, everyone that can handle it. But I think we should start the morning off with a uh, some sort of a quarantine. I can't do a really Olympics because that would be choosing. Uh, but we'll put that in the question box, you know, question box, right? Uh activities, athletic-like activities, a fun run. And wasn't Jeff talking about how he started doing fun runs? I hate her. Excuse me, Richie, who's Jeff? Oh, Jeff, he was, remember that, uh, that was that uh, donkey we we, we, we were befriended long ago, our pack donkey that helped us move all of our things. Okay, you don't need to... Why, is there something in your eye? 
But remember, we, I called that fun runs when he would run off and say, oh, this is fun. And I said, there's nothing fun about this. You talking about running. Oh, you are such a... I can't believe how... Oh, wow, you are into this. Uh, yes, I am, Mary Lou. Thank you very much. So I think a fun run. I think you're right, Malik. That is a great idea. Then everyone will, will, will maybe we could do some calisthenics and maybe using Mary Lou's idea of cheering for me, cheer, cheering for uh, the other actors. Uh, Richie, do we have an, uh, a pushed up time frame here, though? Oh, yes, James, thank you. Uh, you're right. Uh, we could, we need to move on. I'm getting too distracted about the biggest and most important, the marquee for the show, the play, the marquee. Now, obviously, when I was thinking about it just being a play for, you know, ongoing, it'll probably run forever, of course. But for this society-wide presentation of my play... I was thinking, you know, we'll have to figure out a creative way to do a giant marquee because we have to welcome our exclusive guest who will be attending the play. And I'm just trying to figure out, you know, because it is a a delicate thing when you have uh, exclusive guests from out of town. Excuse me, Mr. What do you mean out of from out of Bessos? Yeah, Richie, what what are you talking about? Uh, well, James, I'm talking about our exclusive guest. Welcome, okay, Richard Warren Sears's A Case for Sin. On behalf of, we'd like to welcome, you know, our special guest, James. As James told you about the special guest, since you're my uh, inner circle, Mary Lou and uh, Malik, I was one. No, Richie, just, uh, okay, Richie, stop. Richie's just being silly. Okay, you got to dial it. I know you're in the zone, Rich. But, you know, dial the character down a little bit. Oh, what news? Uh, Can I call you Richie? Oh, Mary Lou, uh, what news? Uh, Yes, you may, by the way. Uh, What news uh, she speaks of? Richie, why are you talking to the mirror? And please stop talking to the mirror right now. I'm talking about God, Mary Lou. God is coming to my play. Oh, what? This is this the? This is so amazing. You know, I studied the history of performances. This is, we've never had anything like this here. Oh well, you'll never have anything. No one, no one's ever had a play attended by an almighty being. I mean, I know the Greeks and the Romans claim that kind of thing. You know, Aeschylus. You know, whoever. I. I. I uh, but I, we have an invitation out. Wait, I'm sorry, Mister. You're saying God? What? What God? Uh, God, Malik. Wait, God. Wait, who, who's God, Malik? G O D God. But who's God, Mister Sears? Uh, the God, Malik. He's coming to my play, Mary Lou. You, you, you know, you could meet. I, I don't understand, Mr. Sears. Richie's just being silly, Malik. Richie, just stop, okay? You're freaking Malik out. And I know Mary Lou finds your performance delightful, and I'm, I'm sure we're all looking forward to the play. 
And, of course, it's probably brilliant you're going to call God up to the stand or whatever you have planned for the show. But we haven't cast that role yet, uh, so you need to stand down. Uh, I'm standing up, James, and I don't need you. Remember, it's Richard Warren Sears. Mary Lou, don't worry. This is just a, uh, sometimes James, uh, James, cut it out, okay? Richie, you, you, I'm not kidding. You got to cut it out. Uh, we haven't cast that role. Uh, I'm, I'm confident that role will be, this is a guest role. It's not a role in the play, though. I like that. Uh, I, I have been writing a scene where I call it, but that would be for, uh, that would be a fictional character. I'm not talking fiction here. Okay, I'm sorry, Mr. Sears. I, I'm confused. Uh, Richie, this is all fiction, so stop. Oh, James, I can't believe you would say that. Wait, so are you saying the Christian God, Mr. Mr. Sears? This is, uh, this is uh, brilliant. I've been analyzing this. Uh, I guess you, you, I would just say the God, uh, but, but uh, go ahead, Malika, about the brilliant thing. So your case is against sin in this, you're going to call God on trial. Uh, no, 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 my case is for, or the case for sin is the name of the play. The case for sin. Okay. So the, because the, the, I, I can remember studying this, but I, I can't remember everything because I, I discarded all this as in, ineffective. Uh, sin, you mean, the case for sin. Yeah, it's like you're talking about sin as the principle or sin as the activity. Oh, Malik, you're so funny. And actually, Malik, you're right. Sin can be fun. I like you, Malik, already. I just have some questions. Okay, I mean, part of the play, and I'll be honest, Malik, I mean, as I can see, you're, you're, you've got a mind on you. I don't know why you people turned your back on sin. Uh, I don't, I, I'm having trouble, uh, I mean, Richie and I, uh, James and I have uh, not gotten everywhere, but, you know, I'd like to, f- I don't see any sinning going on. Oh, Mr. Penny, this is so, this is both so brilliant. Uh, thank you, Mary Lou. Uh, but I'm not g- kidding, but, uh, you know, I, I was just curious about it, but we haven't seen everything. Well, we, we didn't turn our back on it, uh, Mr. Mr. Sears, it's just that. It's either sin doesn't exist, or I guess they kind of see it as irrelevant or ineffective. I, I don't know. It it does not exist. Well, that's why you need to see my plan. I guess all it's, it's a huge service I'm doing to your community, I guess. And I guess this play will save you. It's a good thing James accidentally came up with this holiday, and I'm able to build on it. But young man, and I mean, I don't know what's going on here behind the scenes in this world of Bessos. Uh, but Malik, we all have uh, natural urges, and you know, not just the 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 the, the surging urges. Uh, excuse me, Mary Lou, uh, you're blushing. Uh, yeah, this is uh, yes. Uh, but uh, you know, ur- ur- urges or indulgences. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting red, I guess. I'm sorry, Malik. This is, uh, well, I guess, like I know from studying, I've been, I've been really researching what reason why, I guess I should put all my cards on the table, uh, Mr. Sears and Mr. Penny. You know, because it's my group, uh, the, the, the group of friends that was around the campfire. 
We've been looking at the history of the world, everything we can get off the servers, the fictional, and we have trouble unspooling what's fiction and what's not fiction. But for all human existence that we have recorded uh, on the servers we still have access to, and Bessos, you know, we have a lot of it. You know, in, in the present here, you know, sin does not exist because it doesn't matter. You know, because this is reality here in Bessos today. And I guess you you, you know why, because you were out there. Because out there's nothing, almost nothing. You've come here, and it's been a long time uh, since two people have come here in a kind of any level of flourishing or whatever. Maybe you're, no offense, but, you know, uh, adaptable mental illness or whatever they would call it. But the chaos out there or, you know, the lack of life uh, far beyond Bessos and the stories we hear, the stories we pass down through the history, we know that human life is not only precious but very vulnerable and that we rely on each other here uh, and that we can't go out there. That's what we've been, that's the foundation of our society. Uh, but within these walls, you know, life grows, and we have art in those things. But I've come to believe that it's only the pressure of chaos out there, of doom, that rages or once raged outside these walls, that makes what's in here possible, and that sin is too... Do you know what I'm saying? Are you with me? I, uh, hey, Malik, keep going. I, I think, uh, Richie, this is, uh, this is good stuff. Malik, keep going. Well, well, it's like the sins, the stories, those are metaphors, uh, but they didn't provide, they talked of fire and brimstone, but we had the real fire and brimstone outside. Up until not that long ago, one or two generations ago, there's still people alive when there was brimstone. Or what we, you know, they never, I guess they, I don't know, some people did call it brimstone, but I've I've just steeped in the same language that Mr. Ritchie's using. But now, uh, the fires outside, they've waned, you know. And as the earth stops shaking, you know, with the giants shaking the poles, and as all the... Uh, the, the multitudes have vanished that were once that we heard about on the earth. You know the pressure's lessened, and not everyone's noticed. But I think things here at Bessos are just starting to get sick uh, because of that. And there's just my group right now, and maybe there's a few other groups we don't know about. Uh, Malik. The, the sky has stopped falling. Was, was, that you, was that you? Oh, I, I knew you were the one's father sent. So he did send you to help us. See, Mary Lou, I told you, I told you I wasn't kidding, that my father would send help. Ah, uh, yes, so your father is coming to the place. That's uh, the way you prefer to talk about it, Malik. Yes, your father will be attending the play.
Uh, Richie, why are you getting up again? Uh, because the father is attending the play. And yes, Bessos, uh, God is coming here for a case for sin. And that will be the day of quarantine. Uh, quarantined from choice, uh, away from your day's responsibility as a reminder uh, to to think, to ponder, to extract energy, to see a, a brilliant play offering an alternative uh, with the Almighty looking on and saying, hey, this guy, this play says it better than any other stuff. So, yes, uh, as Malik said, is this our God, or maybe not, he's saying, well, is it God is coming, Bessos. God is coming to my play, and my play is coming to you soon. Probably we'll need a week or two to get everything ready. Uh, so that's it, uh, people of Bessos. Case for sin. Across the society, and James will work on the... Richie, who are you talking to? Uh, one second. And James will have the talk... Uh, you know, we'll go over on your... Enter to the rest of this entertainments. We'll go over the discussion questions after the play. And then we'll talk about everyone's favorite parts. Thank you, Bessos, for listening. Uh, yes, God is coming. God is coming, Vessos. Uh, Malik, Mary Lou, I think I'm in shock. It was so, was that part of the play? Or is, is this one of, I feel like I'm in a dream. Ah, uh, Mary Lou, it is like a dream, is it not? I don't even know what to say. Okay, Rishi, what is going, okay, who's coming through that, uh, there's a sealed door there. Uh, yes, it's the sealed door to the uh, medical facility. They, I didn't notice that, but it is in the wall. And that's my friend Stacy. Stacy, hello, say hi to James. And you know Mary Lou, who set all this up. And this is Malik here. Uh, Malik, this is Stacy. Hi. Well, hello. And Stacy's everything ready? Okay, excellent, excellent. And this is my friend James. You know, he, he just, just waved James to Stacy. Uh, who's Stacy, uh, Richie? Uh, Stacy runs all the major, and we, we've been broadcasting. You, did you edit? Did you did you edit out the parts with uh, James? Because I said it would be rabble, you know. Excellent, thank you, Stacy. And you 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 didn't do it live though. You did, did uh, great. So I'll come back there, and we'll. But if I don't come back there, like I said, just send it out because I said you know. Okay, excellent. And Mary Lou, could you stay with her, stay with Stacy and just make sure, because uh, James is going to try to say, "Oh, I need a bigger place." So, Richie, what are you doing? Thank you, Stacy. You could seal yourself back off there, and, and no more taping. We're going to be covering. Thank you. We privacy rules, correct? I need some artistic privacy for the rest of the play. Thank you, uh, Mister Penny, Mister Sears. What? what? Uh, well, I just uh, broadcast that. You know, as a uh, promotion for the play. Uh, Richie, what the hell are you doing? Uh, hey, hey, just getting things done for the play. You're just trying to impress Mary Lou. We got Mal I can't believe you, Richie. Oh, and you're just going to try to make me look bad in front of Malika and Mary Lou's not here anymore and the privacy rules so she could just see us arguing, but she can still tell that you're trying to, uh, 
uh, be a jerk. Well, uh, Richie, be a jerk. Why? God is not coming to your play. That was something we made up to try to buy more time. Wait, what do you guys mean by more time? Uh, Malik, what did you mean my dad sent you? Well, Jeff, I think, is my dad. I've never met him, but we've been in touch. That's the man you speak about, Jeff. He sends me messages. Uh, We've been in communication. Uh, Is that idiot come here and talk to you? Your father's an idiot if he's your father. Okay, wait a second, Richie. Malik, you've heard from Jeff? Well, my whole... Yes, and he, he said he would send help, so he sent you two to help us. He, he knew what I was searching on the servers, so he knew I'd stumbled upon, and then he started commu- Okay, I don't need to hear. Okay, so so Jif's your father. Great. So, yeah, we're here. I'm here to save you, so you just need to co- go along with what I'm doing. Uh, but, okay, wh- you guys are fighting. Wh- wh- what were you saying? Well, Richie, we don't have time for the play. Okay, Malik, I'm going to be straight with you. At best I can tell, your inner societal problems are nothing now because we're about to be de-existed by angels. Uh, It's really complicated, but they're going to wipe out all the rest of humanity, this whole planet. And yeah, we're from, it's complicated. Did your dad tell you we're from hell? No, he didn't tell me that. My dad's in hell, but he's trying to help, you're trying to help us. Yeah. And, but uh, once you tried to, once you guys started trying to help, the angels decided instead of a slow, our society having a slow decline from a utopia, uh, no one said it's a utopia. I, I mean, we're investigating this place. So instead of our society having a slow decline and eventual collapse, we're going to be de existed. What does de existed mean? Uh, just like it sounds, uh, you, you, you'd think it's totally painless. I don't think it is, though, because I think you have a knowledge of you being de-existed. And, you know, that that can cause some mental strain. Oh, boy. And so God is coming your play, but the angels are going to de-exist us. No, 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 that was a lie to try to buy time that we came up with. I think Richie's confused or uh, hopeful. Or you were just showing off for Mary Lou and being ridiculous. Oh, oh, I'm ridiculous now. I thought I was... Okay, I'm going to sit over here and you two could just have your little fun day. I've had enough of being insulted. If I was allowed to go anywhere by myself, I'd just go. Okay, well, we have to figure out a solution here. And Richie, I guess I'm sorry. I just need your help too because we don't have time for the play. The angels are going to de-exist us unless Jif successfully lied to the angels and told them God was coming to your play. Wait, do you have a way, Malik, to get a hold of your father? Well, normally he gets a hold of me, but if I could, I could, I have a place I could, could, could send him a question. But so, the angels are really at war with, so, so with the angels, so God, is God or the angels, are the angels going to come here to de-exist us? Uh, what do you mean, Malik? And Malik, why are you standing up? Well, I'm just standing up because I'm nervous. So you're saying, Richie and James, that the angels, angels that work for God, are at war with Bessos, and, and they're here 
thinking they're going to come to Bessos, or from a distance to de-exist each and every one of us, to take away a society we've chosen to be in and chosen to work hard to make it flourish. They're going to come and they're going to take all that away. And and they're also going to put us through that uh, feeling of being de-existed and knowing we're being de-existed. Uh, yeah, is the camera still running? Is that why you're doing that, Malik? Are you in this with Richie? Well, I wasn't, but I, I think Richie is the camera. Oh, uh, yeah, so of course it's still running, Malik. Great job. Uh, so, yeah, I think we, uh, I didn't realize you were going to do that, but that's, uh, so God is coming and maybe the angels. I didn't invite any angels, uh, but they probably could come if they're not rude. Uh, so, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, Mr. Penny, I think we have, um, almost have a solution here. Yeah, Malik, if we could, we don't have a solution. We, we, now we have, now you just got everybody, you just told everybody. Oh, man. Well, hey, everybody, this is the narrator. What a what a pickle they're in there. I think to sum it up, uh, Richie broadcast that God was coming, and then Malik said, then they found, I don't know if it was a live or taped broadcast, but it seems all Bessos is going to know that all the angels are trying to de-exist their entire planet, all of humanity. So that'll probably cause some problems, and plus they still don't have a solution of how to deal with it. And we don't even know if Jif's lie was successful. So maybe you should tune in again. But here's some thank yous. Night, night. I got this email of uh, new the new action figures that are going to be going, going with the next Star Wars movie. It got leaked to me. And since I don't know anything about the movie, I don't know. And you say, well, geez, Rogue One or... Star Wars episode eight, or thread two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and they say I don't know because uh, it got leaked to me in the rain. Uh, but it's cool. I want to thank all the new action figures: Mary B, Barbara, Elizabeth O, Michael H, Nick, Carl. Stacy with an I, Alexandra, Kevin, Jonathan, Graham, Fred, the old Fredster, uh, Paul, Beth, Casey, Ellen, Meg, Greg, Irena. Sarah, Denny, Audrey, Ashley, Josephine, Donna, Lori, Renee, Kate, uh, Melissa, Meg, Diane, Allison, Julie, Harold, these are, they say they don't recognize, these are from the Star Wars universe, that's what the leak says. Uh, Jed, uh, Wendy, Spaulding, Eric, Summer, uh, Vanessa, Faye, uh, Kate, Melody, Lucy, Peggy, 
Craig, Terrence, Jack, Summer, Brenda, Wendy, Amanda, Lynn and Lucy, Kelsey, uh, Carly, Kimberly, Lauren, Henry, Regina, Gina, here till the sun comes, Andrew, and a two-year-old, uh, Linda, uh, Sama, Allie, Lisa, Jen, Judith, Moana, Stephanie, uh, Lauren. Yeah, I don't know any of these. They say, geez, are we positive? But I trust my source. Well, I guess it's my source, so I could have a conflict of interest. Let's see, I got another page here. Graham, Sue. It could be one Graham. This could be Star Wars. Amanda, Ron, Maggie, Kimberly, Carly. I mean, they maybe I'm re- rereading these ones. Uh, it could be, it could be, hey, maybe I've gone into a, like, I don't know, I guess, I mean, it's, it also, oh, I forgot to say, I also paid for all these, I ordered all those action figures. Because they said, remember, Empire, don't, they, that was the, that was the original, the source said you could get in an Empire, if you could go back in time and get in an Empire Strikes Back figures, how much would you pay? Uh, so I said, they said like millions of dollars I'd pay. And they said, well, what if you just for $10,000, you could order all these characters? And I said, as soon as I saw there was a list, I said, here, I don't, I said, I don't have $10,000. And they said, well, just saying, here's a couple of other characters you control. They could be Sean D. Praveen. They could be. The Danish guy, this could be a character, Matt K. Yeah, that sounds like a good one. Angela, Andrea B., that's a good, I wonder, uh, Brian V., uh, Jerry R., that's another good one. Uh, XK, Rebecca S., yeah, that's great. These are cool characters, no LP. Mick Mac, uh, Circe's Ego, that's a good one. Uh, Patrick Triple Three, The Elwind, uh, Tony F. These are good. These, these could be uh, Natasha T, The Bominicon, uh, Put By One, Wyatt, that's another, that could be a, Analistaka, P, uh, Boss Chance. And these, these could be, those sound more like, so I guess maybe I didn't get ripped off with my money I spent. Elisa, uh, Please Don't Talk, and Trav, There's a lot of good characters in here. Ashley, Noodle, Marielle. Uh, Joshua, Extricolize, 
Fusion. Uh, Paul C. Libius. Katie W. Daniel C. Gaming Professor. That, okay. So this is, those are the action figures I prepaid for. They said I should get them in 6 to 12 years. This is the ship date. So I'll have that to retire on. So that's great. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks and good night.